Hello, welcome to the podcast for Screw Ups. This is Wally. It is 4.08 a.m. Um, today is a early day, unfortunately. Um, I am, I woke up at 2.30, uh, which is terrible, by the way. Uh, I've already tried to record this morning. Uh, um, things in my life are fumbly right now, <laughs> um, where things just don't go my way right now. Um, and it's all about trying to kill that momentum. Um, and, you know, uh, that's the way life is. Life has trouble in it all the time. Um, this whole business of being a momentum, um, it doesn't always happen for me. I don't always get to be in momentum. Um, and I'm not saying be less faithful. I'm saying the wind at my back. It's not, not always like that, like it has been. And I, I told somebody this yesterday. Um, there are times recently that I've felt as close to God as I ever have. And it kind of makes you nervous. It makes me nervous that I'm about to, that I could go off the planet, um, that my time could be over. Um, and then I have an accident yesterday. Uh, and it could have went worse. It didn't go worse. I feel fine. Um, there's some trauma, I think, that happens with accidents. Um, this particular accident, I didn't do any damage to him, but mine is gone. My, I hope it's not still sitting on the side of the road. I got to double check today. Um, um, you know, details. Uh, details are killing me right now because <laughs> uh, they're hard for me. I'm going to read something for you. I've already read it this morning, which is, uh, you don't know that um, because I deleted it. Uh, it's, for, it's Mark 10. And he left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, as was his custom, he taught them. I just want to stop right there real quick. Um, isn't it cool that Jesus had a custom? Um, he had a routine of what he did, um, that, you know, he would go to places and he would preach, um, he would teach, um, you know, like, it makes you wonder what other things Jesus liked, like, would Jesus be a, a guy who liked to shoot baskets, um, I know he didn't have basketball then, and I know Naismith hadn't invented basketball yet, but we're talking about the creator of the world, so if there's a game that's ever been invented, he already knows it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some part of him that might have inspired it, which is, is cool to think. Um, but I, I just lean on uh, Greg Davis's uh, saying that Jesus had a hometown that wasn't, when Nazareth uh, rejects him, he has a hometown, Carpartin, uh, um whatever I'm saying it wrong I'm sure but he had to have a new place a new base of operations cause there's some place that he comes back to and that he leaves from um, uh, I don't know I find that interesting Mark continues uh, and Pharisees came up in order to test him and asked him 
is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Um, they're trying to catch him in politics, in the politics of the church. Um, he answered them, what did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. Um, you know, the culture of the day, of the Bible, uh, women are not highly regarded. And I hate that for you, ladies. Um, it's not right. Uh, you're valuable. You shouldn't be sent away. Um, to me, um, it's not just the hardness of the hearts, but it's where the hearts are altogether in that time about divorce um, and Jesus said to them because of your hardness of your hearts he wrote this commandment but from the beginning of creation God made them male and female therefore a man shall leave his wife and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Um, he's pretty clear, you know. They're one. They're meant to stay together. Um, you know, their their divorce happens because of hardness of hearts. Now listen, divorce people, I'm not dogging you. Um, my guess is you already have hard feelings about it without me saying anything. But we all know that people don't get married thinking they're going to get divorced. Nobody does that. Nobody's a narcissist to that degree that they want to get divorced. Nobody does that. Um, so, uh, And in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. If she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Um, it's not very pro-get-married-again, these verses. And... It's hard to preach these verses because of that, because people get divorced. Half of the church who get married get divorced. That's not just the world. That's not just statistics of the world. Half of the church get divorced. Uh, and look, do I think you can be in right standing with God and get divorced and remarry? Yes, I do. Uh, I just don't think it's the standard that started out but here's the thing nor am I you know I'm not the standard I screwed up my life more than one time because of sin okay sin pure sin do I think divorce is sin there's some part of it that has to be sin if it has something to do with the hardness of your heart I'm not let's let God decide what sin is that's what I would rather do. And Jesus did not come to condemn, but to love. But when you come and stand in his presence, when you give your life to him, let him tell you what's right and wrong. Let the scripture tell you what's right and wrong. It's like my Uber driver. He, he says what he is. I talk about God. He talks about God. I mean, it wasn't the place for me to correct him. It wasn't the place for me to dog him and preach at him. It was the place for me to say, me too. I also screw up. 
know what I'm saying? Um, it's, I mean, you can time and place it if you want to. There's a time and a place to preach, and that's in church. Does that mean I'm not confronting sin? Maybe I'm not. Um, but I don't feel called to dog people about their sin. Um, like people would come up to me in my apartment building and they would ask me about things that I would consider sin. And they said, do you think this is sin? I would say yes, if I thought it was sin. And then I would say, but so is my stuff. So is, you know, me lusting. When I lust after a woman, um, that's me sinning, okay? It's the same as you and your sin, probably. Um, and here's the thing. Everyone's welcome in church. You just may not can be in leadership. And you might say, well, those people in leadership sin, too. They do. But if they're in active sin, they shouldn't. That goes for the pastor, too. If the pastor, I mean, like, there have been stories, you know. I mean, there's a pastor that I know of that was having affairs all the time and being a good pastor. Like, very creative speaker. Um, gave one of the best talks I've ever heard. Um, that just goes with... I don't know, just, he's just good. But at that high, the time I heard him, he was having an affair, cheating on his wife, to the point that his daughter doesn't even talk to him anymore. Um, and he's still out there preaching. Um, I think these guys who are really talented speakers, um, they need more time not to preach. And I'm saying that as someone who wants to preach sometimes. Not preach, but I'd rather talk. And I'm just going to tell you, if I'm in active sin, I'm going to come here and I'm going to say I'm struggling with sin. Um, and I'm trying to repent of it. Um, every time I've sinned since I've been doing the podcast and I say something about it, that sin I'm trying to repent of. And if I come back to it again, I'm trying to repent again. Um, I'm not trying to live the same sin over and over again. I'm trying not to. But I'm going to tell you, sin trips you up. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tribulation in this world but I'm not one of those that thinks it's way worse than it was before because Cain and Abel right in the beginning Cain and Abel happened and then you know early in the history of the world it's destroyed by water because of the, how people are living we're prone to wonder we're prone to fall um that's just a, one of those things, man, that just, like, gets you. Um, I, uh, um, yesterday was a struggle, but I'm still happy. Yesterday I crashed my car, but I'm still happy. Or I have joy. It's probably joy that, as opposed to happiness. Um. There are days in my life where yesterday would have crushed me and I wouldn't be able to get out of the bed. I'm just being honest. Uh, you know, there are days when I live like that where 
where trouble got me. And I'm talking in the book. I've been reading the book, um, which, by the way, you can buy the book at bookbaby.com. Um, just do Wally Mac or Pursue if you want to get it. Nobody's bought it yet. Uh, I bought it uh, just to go over it myself. I wanted to see how the uh, how it looks online, and it looks good to me. Um, Jason did an excellent job of helping. Um, so if you want it, bookbaby.com, type in Wally Mac. They make you sign up for their little thing. I'm sorry for that. I didn't know, I really thought I was doing Amazon this time, <laughs> uh, which lets you know uh, me and how, how I can screw up. Um, that was my glasses falling off, and I don't really like it at all. Um, so it's book baby, um, and I'm waiting on the 25 still. Uh, so some of you have one coming your way for free. Uh, and here's the thing. If you listen, you know this. Um, after a little bit of time, if you want the book and you don't want to pay for it, just send me a note. Just say, Wally, I want the book. Send me the PDF version, um, and I will. Uh, I'm not trying to get rich. Um, I wasted money yesterday buying it. I bought. I, I want to see how it comes if you buy a copy. And if you do it digitally, so I, I've downloaded it digitally, um, and also the you know hardback copy, the whatever you call it. Uh, I'm gonna get my glasses because I want to read something to you this morning. There they be. Yes, I'm an oddball for being out at four doing this. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but I feel really fumbly, um, and sometimes when I'm fumbly like this, I fall down. Um, which falling down hurts, by the way. Um, I was going to try to find you something that I could read in the book. Bound to come some trouble to your life. That ain't nothing to be afraid of. You know, there's bound to come some tears up in your eyes. That ain't no reason to be afraid. You know, there's bound to come some trouble to your life. Reach out to Jesus and hold on tight. He's been there before and he knows what it's like. Finally, that's that Rich Bone song. Um, I just picked out a random, random place. Um, Even in the moments of your deepest despair and disobedient, God calls out to you. You do not have to hide anymore. You never really did. The action we need to take is to put to death the misdeeds of the body. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. To put to death the misdeeds of the body, then, is to destroy the strength and vitality of sin as it tries to reign in your bodies. That's Jerry Bridges, Pursuit of Holiness, page 84. Um, I love that we put page 84 there. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I love it. I mean, I love it so much. I can't even tell you how much I love it. Um, I was going to try to read to you something else um, out of the book, out of the old book. Oh, no, don't do that. Good Lord. Um, I don't know how to do digital copies things right, correctly. Okay, I'm just going to read you the conclusion. Uh, I thought that might be interesting. Um, as I finish the book and this chapter of my life, I find myself living in richer fellowship with the Lord. My hands are open and my whole life is offered up to Him. I am regularly asking God what to do next. My feet have found firm footing as they have pointed to in the right direction. As the path for my heart has more regularly become walking with God, the path for my feet has led to some interesting places. I have driven to Knoxville, Tennessee to encourage and I have encouraged in the checkout line at the store. I have spent many days in Troy, Alabama with my friend who is helping me edit this book, that's Jason, and I'm again living in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I have never desired to own my own home because it would, for me, lead to me thinking that my treasure was on earth. I realize the lack of ambition for home ownership is odd. I once shared it with a girl I was dating. We did not date much longer. <laughs> Though I am no expert in the tiny living, I began to realize what I really do not need is much space. When a job opportunity presented itself in Tuscaloosa, I lived in a small space in a friend's basement for a while. Recently, I felt the leading to be untethered, able to be mobile for the sake of the ministry wherever God may call me. So I'm currently living in a smallish dwelling that can go anywhere I need it to. It might even be called a retired ambulance, the Wambulance. Um, living little is not always an easy thing. It's not perfect or comfortable in every situation. It is an opportunity for me to live out a life verse. He must increase, but I must decrease, John 3.30. Um, and, you know, my, my cousin Dave has taken it even better, and he's put John 3.30 on a shirt that says, Make him famous. Make him famous. Uh, that's the goal of my life. For him to be famous, not me. Um, and I, that all that I was reading from the book. Um, and here's what Jason did. And, it, and he says this thing in the beginning that he knows my tribal language. He gets me. Uh, he's known me since I was in eighth or ninth grade. So he's heard every story at this point you know he knows my struggles he knows my bad days uh, so when he talks about things in the book for me when he interprets what I say in my version um, he knows how to write it down and uh, he's a way better at English uh, than I am and you know he just um, he just gets me um, and I sent him a note. I hadn't heard back. Um, you know, it's just so good to hear the things that I heard when I wrote it down. Because um, when I wrote it down, it felt like I was inspired. I'm just being real gut level honest. I don't think I'm a writer. Um, 
I don't consider myself an author or any of that stuff for my own whatever. Um, it's purely from the thing that God told me something, I put it down, and then I put it out there. This is me in that moment putting down what God told me to do. I did it, and now I'm putting it out there. And yes, I'm putting a price tag on it, but it's because I have to. I have to put a price tag on it to be able to get the books printed. See, I've already sacrificed for this thing. I gave up one check, two weeks worth of work, in the hot sun, two weeks worth of work, um, getting my butt kicked and being treated the way I was treated. I gave up two weeks of that for the book to be printed and then put online. That's what I did. Um, so for a little while, people can pay for it if they want to. Now, you don't have to because I'm going to give it away for free. It's not that I'm Santa Claus like the government tries to be. Um, I'm Wally, and Wally wants you to be encouraged. Uh, I do, um, and I want to encourage you to Christ, so I'll give it to you. Believe me, I'll give it to you. But if you want to invest in me a little bit, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm not getting much. Um, I spent close to $20 yesterday, and I bought a copy, and I bought a digital copy so it was close to 20 taxes and all um, and I, my cut of that was 245 so I've already I'm already $17 or $18 or $19 or $20 see I'm not good at math in the hole to start actually it's more than that because I paid for it to do, print the book um, and you know all those 25 copies there's a piece of me that hopes I can give them all away, that I don't have to sell any of them. And right now I don't. It may be wise for me in a month to do that, but right now I don't have to, so I'm not going to. I'm just not. Um, and that's why I need a board. That's why I need people around me um, because I'm, you know, somebody who will give it away. <laughs> I'll give it all away. Um, and that night, by the November the 19th, I will have given it away by then again. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say something that's not like me. It's worth reading. Uh, it's a God thing. Uh, I think this book is a God thing. I think God told me to do it. I think I did it. That's what makes it obedience. I did what God told me to do. And he stirred me again, and this time I printed it. I don't know what it is going to lead to. I, you know, I'm not trying to become famous. I know I've said that before. It's just I don't care anything about fame. Fame is garbage to me. Uh, I don't want to be Christian famous. I want to encourage people. And if something happened where I became popular or whatever, um, I would try to take it in stride and try to leverage it the best I could. And even at 53, I'm not ready to be famous. I'm not ready for it to do good. I'm going to struggle with 10 or 15 or whatever, you know. I'm going to struggle. No. There are going to be days that you smush your car. There is. There's bound to come some trouble. I mean, Rich Mullins knew what he was talking about. But, you know, I'm like him in the way that 
You know, I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do. Uh, man, which is just such a good place to be. It's like that same thing, and I was telling the guy Sunday, uh, it's like to be in that place that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel's in. They say, look, if God wants us to make it through this, he can do it. We believe that. But even if he doesn't, we're still for him. We're still for living that way. It's like me, and I and I use myself as an example. I admit it. Um, I'm 53. I want to be married one day. Still, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I trust God with my life today. And there are times and there are seasons when I have not, and those are bad, bad times. I like to refer to them as the sweatpants season. Uh, and also, uh, doctors call it depression. <laughs> and they give you medicine for it. Uh, just FYI on the whole uh, that thing. Um, so, after the crash, here we are. After the bent up car, here we are. We got to borrow your car to go to work today. Tomorrow, you got to get your mom to drive you to work. a lot going on. I'm for you, uh, wherever you are, day or evening. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm so thankful that people listen. Uh, I don't really know who you are, and I'm not checking all the time to see. Uh, it did go from 600 people had listened to 1,000, uh, which is huge. Uh, I'm not trying to be viral. <laughs> I'm not trying to be, I'm not putting my face on YouTube. If you want to go to church, I would love for you to go to church. Um, I think church is right to go to. Um, I think it's right to go someplace that preaches the Bible, that doesn't try to pervert the Bible. Beware of cults. Um, beware of, if you're in any type of church type setting and somebody who's the leader calls themselves Jesus, watch out. Um, anybody who's in leadership wants to have sex with your young daughter, watch out um, they're not of God they're of the devil I will say that 100% David Koresh was of the devil once he started having sex with people's babies girls uh, and having more and more babies and I hate it I hate that it happens I hate that people are misled by it um, I hate that people are still screwed up about it So, uh, have a good day or evening wherever you are. This is the end of the pod. Cas for screw ups. Oh yeah. See ya.